News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them, Mark sent you. Uh, we got a jam-packed show, as I was just telling the Facebook Live audience. That's right. If you're listening on the radio or the app, you can also join in on the fun on Facebook Live. Just search On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. And as always... Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. You may notice a lot of energy this morning. A lot of energy. Well, that's because <laughs> the show's over. Quincy Community Theater Chicago. Thank you, everyone who came out and saw it. It was a lot of fun. But now I'm back. Now I don't have to save my voice for any reason. Again, I don't have to do any singing tonight. I am 100% in, 100% here uh, to just rifle off some incredibly hot takes. Incredibly, incredibly hot uh, sports takes. There's a lot to get to today. This is one of those, you know, because of the Olympics, this is one of those years in this show as we hit episode 97 of On the Mark on my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Going to be driving back from South Carolina today uh, after meeting my gra- uh, his granddaughter, my uh, my niece, for the first time. So happy birthday to my dad. Love you. Um, but it's a big, big day because you have Olympics going on. So, I mean, I got no baseball. I got no room for baseball in the show today. No room for baseball. Uh, you know, I, I got barely enough room to get into some of the NFL topics I want to. I got Olympic stuff. I got NBA stuff. It's, it's a jam-packed show. Uh, so let's get it started. Uh, as always, Hespin headline number one. You know the drill. Uh, and it's a big one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Hespin headline number one, Josh Allen secures the bag. The Buffalo Bills quarterback gets paid six years, $258 million, $150 million guaranteed. I'm averaging about $43 million per year. Uh, And I absolutely love this deal uh, for both sides, for absolutely both sides. Josh Allen is, uh, without a doubt, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. We, I think we all can see that. You watch football, you see his growth as well. As a, a, Each year as a starter, going into now his fourth year, every year has gotten better and better and better, and the Bills have done better and better around him. He fits the city of Buffalo. He fits the culture that Buffalo is trying to build up there, and, uh, and he's all in on the organization. Which I think is huge. Good kid, good guy. Uh, seemingly, uh, you know, maybe get some endorsements here going now. Um, a really personable, likable kid. His teammates love him. He's tough. He's physical. He's um, a, an incredible athlete. A great runner of the football at the quarterback position, but doesn't rely on that. But can use it as an incredible weapon. He's so big, so strong. Nothing he has going for him right now 
do I worry will diminish over the next six years? I think he needs to maybe take care of maybe a little less big hits, but he's a big kid, 6'5", 240. Uh, I think the biggest arm in the NFL, even bigger than Mahomes is, I think just purely rocket arm strength in Buffalo in the win. And, and they're building around him really, really well. With Sean McDermott, they, uh, they, they have his great yin and yang, uh, defensive coach, big arm quarterback, I absolutely love this all around for Buffalo. And I got to be honest, at $43 million per year, it's a lot of money. But he is one of the few guys in the NFL that I'm willing to go into that $40 million club for. I think what's really fascinating about the Josh Allen deal is the six-year part of it. There's a couple quarterbacks I'd be willing to pay $40 million for for the next year or two. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady... There's some older guys I'd be willing to be like, all right, for $40 million for a year or two, if I get that guy, I'm all in. But for six years, $43 million to say, I firmly know, I can know as a general manager, as an owner, as a coach, that if I give this guy six years at $43 million a year, and the cap's, you know, it's going to be a huge cap hit. It's going to, you know, they're going to be able to work it out, though, because it's a longer deal, stretch it out a lot like what Patrick Mahomes is doing, even though it's a huge number, half a billion for Patrick Mahomes. Almost three hundred million dollars for for Josh Allen. You're going to be able to move it because it's six years. But but that's what also makes this deal really fascinating because you have to say to yourself as a fan right now. I put I put it on you. I put it on myself. Who would you be willing to give a six year deal to in this type of money? Yeah, sure. I'd give a six year deal to uh, to you know uh, maybe younger guy right now, but not nearly this amount of money. But who are you actually willing to give this type of deal to in the NFL? And I think the list is really only three guys. With the possibility for two others, I can maybe convince myself, but I can convince myself out of as well. I think the list is so short for who you actually give a six-year, $43 million a year deal to. I think you would give that to Patrick Mahomes in a heartbeat. Uh, And I think he's worth more than that, and I think that's why he got more. I think absolutely Patrick Mahomes, number one, one on that list. I think one, I think number two on that list is Russell Wilson. I would be willing to give Russell Wilson right now today a six-year, $43 million a year deal. Sign it. I would feel great as an organization. He's a guy who takes care of his body. He's a guy who intelligence knows the game. Probably besides Brady and Rodgers, I'd say Wilson uh, you, you know, he's right there with Rodgers and, and Brady as far as knowledge of the game how he fits on the field, knowing his own strengths as well, mobile, but doesn't take big hits, a big arm, uh, incredible deep ball thrower, incredible accuracy, and I think his body holds up well for the next six years and in, in, in your competitive. So those two guys I'd give a six-year deal, $43 million to. And then I would say Josh Allen's the third guy. I feel like I know as a fan, and I would know then if I was a GM of a team, I have, I have very little worry about Josh Allen's body over the next six years. I have extreme confidence in his continued growth over the six, next six years. I do not worry at all about um, him becoming a head case, a basket case, needy, uh, buying into the city of Buffalo. I think he's all in on that. Wyoming kid you know, from the University of Wyoming. I, 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 I think this is a home run. Home run. But those beyond those three guys, you tell me who you're willing to give a six-year, $43 million deal to. Because I just don't know. I think there's two other guys on the list that you could maybe talk me to. I'm not giving Rodgers a six-year deal. 
I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not giving Brady a six-year deal. I am not giving Dak Prescott a six-year deal. I'm not giving um, uh, Deshaun Watson a six-year deal. I don't know what's going on with the legal trouble and his body I don't trust. Who are some of the other top court? I'm not giving Matt Ryan a six-year deal. I'm not giving uh, Matt Stafford a six-year deal. I'm not giving Tannehill, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. I'm not giving any of those guys a six-year deal. Joe, uh, Kyla Murray, I'm not giving a six-year deal to. Joe Burrow, I'm not giving a six-year deal to. I got to see how he is after this leg injury. Wentz, Garoppolo, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not giving Trevor Lawrence a six-year deal today until I know how he plays. So I think there's only two other guys that you can convince me a six-year deal, but I'd want the money to be less. I'd want to I'd want to work the money more, and I want to have some protections. And I think those other two guys are Justin Herbert because I think he is a lot of what Josh Allen is, great leader in the locker room, humble kid, extraordinarily big, strong athlete, probably the third or fourth best deep ball arm in the league already, absolute rocket. I think he's mobile like Josh Allen as well. I think you're going to see the legs of Justin Herbert and the mobility of Justin Herbert continue to grow in his game. But already he's shown that he is is an, a, a, a very, very capable to elite level, possibly later in his career, NFL thrower inside the pocket as well. I'd be comfortable giving Justin Herbert a six-year deal today if I knew there was some protections in the money. I would start, you know, and say, hey, maybe by year four, five, and six, you can be in the mid-40s. Because then I think, all right, you probably earned it by now, but I'd want an out after year two or after year three of this deal, and I'd want to protect myself of the money and why I still am waiting to see how he progresses. Because after year one, you may have given Carson Wentz a six-year deal. And now I'm not touching Carson Wentz in a six-year deal. So Justin Herbert, you could maybe convince me and then I think there's only one other guy that you could convince me to give a six-year deal to, and that's a guy who I want to start transitioning this conversation about is Lamar Jackson and where he's at in the contract. So he's reporting back to camp. He wants his extension. And I am worried the number, the $40 million a year is not what scares me with Lamar Jackson. It's the six years. It's the six years. His agent is going to want what Josh Allen has and then some. And the Buffalo Bills setting the market for Josh Allen first, I think was brilliant by them. Because, yes, it's a lot of money for Josh Allen. And no, Josh Allen doesn't have an MVP, and he doesn't have a Super Bowl win like uh, Patrick Mahomes and an MVP like Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. But what I think the Buffalo Bills are saying is they look in their facilities and they say, we right now have the second-best quarterback in the AFC besides Patrick Mahomes. Why not we lock him up and force Baltimore to now be in a tough spot? When you look at the AFC playoff picture over the next year in year to three years, who do we keep saying? We're going to talk about Kansas City, Buffalo, and, the, and Baltimore, right? Those are three teams that are going to be at the top that we can project this year over the next three years. So why not put your competition in a tough spot? Kansas City's got their guy locked up. You, you, you can't play mind games with Kansas City. But this Josh Allen deal now plays some real mind games 
inside the Baltimore Ravens organization. Because I think the Ravens organization, if you peel back the curtain this morning, is having the conversation all bleep. Bleepity bleep bleep bleep. We now have to give Lamar Jackson more money than Josh Allen. Because he has the MVP and he has just as many playoff appearances as Josh Allen. So he's got the, but he's got the MVP. So he, you'd have to say he's worth more money, right? He's an MVP. They are in a tough, tough spot. And the Buffalo Bills, credit to them and kudos to the Buffalo Bills for doing this to the Baltimore Ravens. By getting that deal done early, not only do I think we as NFL fans, but as an, an, as an NFL analyst, I think the Buffalo Bills are in a better quarterback situation than Baltimore. I think Josh Allen has a higher ceiling over the next three to five years than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a great player, and I would love to have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback for the next three to five years. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think Josh Allen, I would love to have him more, my quarterback. But just like I would say to Josh Allen, I would love to have Patrick Mahomes more as my quarterback for the next three to five years. So now Baltimore has, has to face this decision. What do we do? What do we do as the Ravens? Outside pressure says we're going to have to pay him more. He's going to have to get at least what Josh Allen's get because that's what the market's bearing out. That's what Lamar Jackson's agent's going to be forcing on him. And so now Baltimore's going to come out and, and I watch maybe before the season starts, Lamar Jackson might get six years, $275 million with $155 million guaranteed at $45 million a year. And while I think that's a big pill to swallow, I think Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't do it if I'm the general manager, but the Ravens are in a tough spot. With Lamar Jackson, I I want a four-year deal at $40 million a year, but maybe with a little bit more guaranteed or something. Guarantee more of it. I don't know. But I just don't trust Lamar Jackson's body for the next six years. Cam Newton's body. Lamar, you have to compare Lamar Jackson to Cam Newton. MVPs early in the career, playoff success, Cam Newton getting to the Super Bowl early in the career. Freaks at the quarterback position like we've never seen before. Very capable NFL throwers. The problem with Cam Newton, though, was the injury started mounting up where? On his legs and his shoulder. And as a quarterback... If you're a mobile quarterback, you need your legs. And if you're not a already great thrower of the football, but Cam Newton, one thing he had was a rocket arm like Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson's shoulder gets beat up like Cam Newton's, and he's just not been the same thrower of the football since. And really, it's, you can't fall. I mean, he gets injured. It's injuries. It's your shoulder injury. What can you do about it? Sort of in multiple shoulder surgeries, and he doesn't then have the clean bill of health in the legs to even really be able to drive off his platform, and he never he never really crafted that part of his game. I worry about that with Lamar Jackson. And the Baltimore Ravens are going to be a really tough spot. Now, I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson will be Cam Newton. I'm not saying it's a guarantee that he's going to be Cam Newton. He's not going to have the the legs and the arm and develop all that. But that's a that's a the story, you have you have to use that as a as a guide if you're the Baltimore Ravens. So the Baltimore Ravens are in a really tough spot right now. Uh, but, and I think it's all because the Josh Allen deal is the Josh Allen deal is perfect for Buffalo. It is a win-win-win-win-win. 
And that Josh Allen deal also benefits Buffalo because they have now put the onus on the Ravens and they're playing mind games with the Ravens. The Ravens organization is stuck right now. They have to pay Lamar Jackson more because the market will say they do because he has an MVP and just as much playoff success as Josh Allen. Now, he doesn't have an AFC championship game, but he has the MVP and he's been to the playoffs more than Josh Allen. So he is in a tough spot. The Baltimore Ravens now heads are spinning. Now, on the other side, and I want to quickly mention, the other quarterback in that class, there was Sam Darnold. We know he has a chance now to make himself some money in Carolina. And then you have uh, Josh Rosen, who's out of the league. And then the other, the other guy is Baker Mayfield. So if I'm Baker Mayfield right now, I'm seeing this, and I'm seeing his agent, and if I'm Baker Mayfield, and I can say, get me five years, $100 million guaranteed, at about 35 a year, sign that deal today. Sign that deal today. And that will look like a steal. I necessarily, if I was the GM, I wouldn't pay Baker that. I wouldn't. If I'm the GM, I am comfortable letting Baker run out his contract and maybe have to sign him for a year in a free agency tag or something like that. I ain't paying Baker Mayfield five years. I just don't trust his body. And I just think you can get more talent out of the out of the draft now than a Baker Mayfield. I think there's talent out there. I mean, look, are you seriously telling me that you don't think that Justin Fields or a or a Trey Lance, uh, you know, obviously, a, a, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence has a higher ceiling than Baker Mayfield? I think I, I do. And you get him way cheaper. If so, but if the Browns are offering, you, if you're Baker Mayfield's agent, you can go to the Browns and say, "Hey, Josh Allen got this. My guy Baker won a playoff game. Has done." incredible for the city of Cleveland, just like Josh has done incredible for the city of Buffalo, wrapped his arms around him. And if I'm Baker's agent and I can get five years, $100 million guaranteed at about $35 million a year, Baker, don't be an idiot. Sign that. If I'm the Browns, I'm not offering it. But if you're if you're Baker, you sign that. So this Josh Allen deal, it's it's really and, and again if you're the if you're the if you're the Bills, if you're the Chiefs, if you're the Ravens, if you're the Steelers, you want Cleveland and and Baltimore to sign those deals. Because I think it keeps them competitive. It makes them playoff contenders, but I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. And I think if you're Buffalo and you're in your Kansas City, especially, you look at that and you go, We got we we have our, our positions locked up in the AFC championship game year after year. If our quarterbacks stay healthy and if we could build our rosters right around them, knowing the money and spread the money out, and these can become team-friendly deals against the cap. So fascinating, fascinating contract discussions and future of where these players are going to be, all thanks to the Buffalo Bills signing a brilliant contract with who I think is one of only three people in the NFL I would sign right now to a three-year contract, a six-year contract, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and I think he's the second-best quarterback in the AFC this morning. Lock him up on a deal that compared to Patrick Mahomes, it's a steal in a lot of ways. Uh, you're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, the Bulls are back, but I want to I want to take fan hat off. I want to take and try and clear my brain of Bulls fandom and try to honestly analyze this Bulls team. 
I still think it's really good news for the Bulls and Bulls fans. On the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, live and local from America's hometown of beautiful downtown Hannibal. $69 KHMO in the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. You have to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. They are doing stuff at Kunis that no one else in the tri-states can touch. Join the Kunis family like I did. Stop by the dealership today, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Welcome on back to episode 97 of On the Mark. A lot of NFL quarterback talk there specifically. I, that's uh, just juicy offseason stuff as the uh, preseason's underway. Uh, but we do want to move to basketball. And this may be one of the last shows that we really talk basketball for a while here because we're going to die, start diving into football, the MLB playoffs coming on up, the push for the playoffs, a lot of that stuff. So, uh, you know, you got to let me get a word in edgewise as a diehard Bulls fan on what the Chicago Bulls did. So here we go. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The Bulls are back. Uh, the Bulls are all the way back. Fully, fully back. Thank you to Arturis Karsinovis, uh, the uh, president of operations of basketball for the Chicago Bulls. Absolutely in love with what the Chicago Bulls have done uh, this offseason. But that's fandom. That's C-Red Mark. That is, you know, absolute... Diehard Bulls fan, second favorite franchise in all of sports besides the Chicago Bears. You know this, I've said it before, I'm a bigger Bulls fan than a baseball or Cubs fan, Blackhawks or hockey, Uh, you know, NBA basketball, I love watching when my Bulls are good and rooting for my Bulls. But I, I I do need to caution myself as a Bulls fan, and I do need to put the, I, I need to get ahead of this, so it's out there, it's on the record, and that way we can all take the breath and say, see, I told us so. There's a lot, there should be a lot of excitement, but there should also be caution. So let's let's just break it down. The Bulls right now have a core, and we're still waiting to see what they do with Laurie Markinen. And I still think there's an opportunity for the Bulls to get better in a sign-and-trade deal with Laurie Markinen and getting him somewhere that he wants to be and getting some more depth getting some length in return, and getting some pieces to to build around this core that the Bulls have now. So the Bulls have Lonzo Ball, point guard. Zach Levine is your two. Uh, DeMar DeRozan uh, coming in veteran, score 18. He averaged 20 points a game last year. Uh, there's no reason why he can't be an 18-point-a-game guy and a big-shot guy uh, You know, for your franchise for the next couple of years building around this core. But your and then but your core is really now Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and Patrick Williams. So those are your four guys. Patrick Williams, your young guy. Zach Levine, your all star. With Vooch, your all star. And then Lonzo Ball running the offense around them. Lonzo does not have to score. Can still be a fifteen point a game guy, as we've seen in the NBA. His three point percentage went up big time last year. Uh, building his confidence as an NBA point guard, a long, lengthy defender. Uh, and so you have those four guys. And then DeMar DeRozan fits in really well as a veteran guy who knows what it takes to win in this league, can buy into a system uh, with Billy Donovan, and can also be a bucket guy. Just like, hey, Levine's off tonight. DeMar DeRozan could be a bucket guy. Vooch, as we saw in the second half of the season, is a walking bucket and a modern NBA big guy. Uh, and Patrick Williams' ceiling is 
huge. I mean, Patrick Williams shows flashes sometimes of being the only guy that has a game that looks like Kawhi Leonard in the NBA. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Kawhi Leonard, but even if Patrick Williams is, develops into 75% of Kawhi Leonard, you're talking about an all-star caliber player. You then add a really nice young core of Alex Crusoe and Kobe White as guards off the bench, and I'm absolutely in love with what the Chicago Bulls did. You have a gritty team. You have an athletic team. You have length in multiple positions. You have now multiple guys who can get their own bucket. Vooch can get his own bucket. Levine is a walking bucket. Lonzo Ball can get to the rim. He's not necessarily a crate-off-the-ball shooter, get his own bucket. But DeMar DeRozan is that definitely for the next two years. You sign him to three, you sign him to three, he's going to elevate you for the next two years while you also try to figure out, is Zach Levine the guy? I am pro getting Zach Levine locked up now to try to deal. But, but Zach Levine is also very aware now, coming off an Olympic gold medal, playing with other All-Stars, that Zach Levine is very aware now that he is in a rare opportunity. If he doesn't sign and he leads the Bulls to a playoffs, I think it's if they if he leads the Bulls to a playoffs and a uh, all-star bid, he can sign the Supermax that gets him into like $198 million for a year, kind of what Kevin Durant just signed. Um, but he could sign right now and give his team some flexibility, and I think like four years, 130 128 something like that. Listen, if you can get Zach Levine to sign that deal, then this Bulls core for the next three or four years is going to be so much fun to watch. They are going to be a team that, depending on the growth of Patrick Williams, the growth, the slight elevation and growth of Lonzo Ball with an elite scorer like a Zach Levine. Zach Levine, if he can stay at the level he's played at the last two years and maybe even grow a little bit more, with Nikola Vucevic, who is in his prime right now, as a modern NBA big guy and an eighty percent of what you get from Nikola Jokic, then this Bulls team is a legitimate Eastern Conference Finals contender. It is. The problem is the M- the Eastern Conference is now uh, a lot harder than it was a couple years ago. Let's be honest about the Eastern Conference in the NBA going into next year, where the Bulls fit. I Right now, I firmly believe right now that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets are better than the Chicago Bulls. They are. There's no reason why. This is the Nets and the Bucks East. It's their conference. Two big dogs. Two best players in the world. Giannis won. Kevin Durant, two. It's their conference. Okay? So you have that to deal with, at least for next year. You also next year have Philadelphia with a player in Joel Embiid who's by far better than any player that the Bulls have, and he's got a Tobias Harris. He's got people around him. Uh, And and even if they have Ben Simmons, I still think that team in the regular season is a better regular season team all on all healthy than the Bulls team. So I would argue that the top three seeds in the East belong on paper going into the season, all things considered, still depending on what Philly does with Ben Simmons, to Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. The Bulls are then, I think, I firmly believe, the top in the top two of the next class. The next class has five teams. 
Chicago, Miami, Boston, Atlanta, and the Knicks. Five teams. And that's your eight playoff teams, depending on massive injuries. Could the could a uh, you know a Charlotte sneak in? Possibly. Could a Washington sneak in? Possibly. Indiana? Possibly. But those are your other five Eastern Conference playoff teams, depending on injuries. Bulls, uh, Celtics, Hawks, Heat, Knicks. Now, I personally believe, based on constructed rosters on paper, coaching staffs, and projections, the Bulls and the Heat are the cl- are the top of that next class. They should be the four or five teams, they, or battling for three. They should be right there, nipping at the heels of Philly. If Philly gets a little bit of an injury, bad chemistry, depending, you're talking Philly, Miami, Chicago, battling three, four, five. So I, I firmly believe that. Now, that's on paper, all things considered, no major injuries. Then I would argue that Boston, Atlanta, and the Knicks, all very good teams. We see it. They're all very capable of winning a playoff series or two. In Atlanta's cases, we've seen Boston with a healthy Jalen Green. Uh, uh, you know, what is Boston? They clearly haven't gone big fish hunting. They want to see Tatum develop. They want to see what this roster is like without Brad Stevens coaching. And I think they want to see what's available next year. And they're putting themselves in a very good spot for open cap space for next year for big signing free agents and uh, a lot of draft picks still to maneuver. But I think going into next year, at least, the Bulls in Miami are the class of that next five. So I think realistically, going into next year, the Bulls could be battling for a three seed. If all things go right, Philly gets a little injured, the Bulls are extremely healthy, and the chemistry really works. But the Bulls should be a four or five seed. Now, that's just for next year. If you're telling me you locked up Zach Levine and you have these other pieces locked up, Vucevic, Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Caruso, Colby White, and depending on what you get for Larry Markkinen, I don't know what Brooklyn's going to look like. I mean, they got Durant for four years, but where's Harden? All of a sudden, you could you could convince me that the Bulls could be battling for top three seeds and you know Eastern Conference Finals, and, and who knows if things all go right like we saw Miami Heat in the bubble year, make it NBA Finals. I, I'm not, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I will say as a Bulls fan, this is really exciting because you have a core. Now you have an exciting core. You have a core that makes sense. You have a roster that makes sense. You have a pecking order. This is Levine's team and Vucevic is the number two. You then have Lonzo Ball as your young three with your old 3B and DeMar DeRozan, get a bucket guy. DeMar DeRozan knows his all-star years are past him, but he wants to be a real contributor, a get a bucket guy, a leader on a young up-and-coming team. Lonzo and and, and, and and DeMar DeRozan fit that. And then you have the young star who everyone wants to see turn into the next three. You know, all of a sudden, if by next year, Lonzo Ball's your fourth best player, DeMar DeRozan is your fifth best player. If Patrick Williams takes that leap that we we think he can at only 20 years old going into next season, holy smokes. Holy smokes, then you got a really you got a really really good team and you're becoming the Denver of the of the East, just like our tourist Carsonovis built Denver out west. It's a, it's an exciting time for Chicago Bulls fans, but realistically, all things have to go well. They could maybe be battling for the 3, but they should be a 4 or 5 seed. 
uh, uh, health-wise going into it on paper in 2021-2022. You're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app here in beautiful America's hometown of downtown Hannibal. It's going to be a hot one today. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. And uh, we're brought to you by Cutis on the Hyundai. Stick around. Coming on up, Durant needs some praise. And then I got a couple quick hitters to wrap up the show. Live and local on a Saturday in Hannibal. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Did you know that most of the KHMO and the KHMO app? Brought to you by Cutis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. It's the Cunis network of dealerships. You've heard me talk about this. When I bought my truck from Cunis last year, it was part of their used inventory. It was in another town 60 miles away. They got it to the dealership the next day for me to test drive. No one has that capabilities in this area except for Cunis. They got the Macomb dealer. They got the Monmouth dealer. They got the network of dealers all through the Midwest. They will find the vehicles right for you. And their new inventory is incredible. The Hyundais and Hyundais, the 2022s on the lot right now. Check them on out. Tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis country. All right. So about three weeks ago, I did a show. Uh, it's not even, what, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Giannis Antetokounmpo, we spent a lot of time talking about him. The Bucks won the NBA Finals, and he deservedly, I, I, I gave him the crown of the best player in the world. And I'm going to stand by that, but I'm going to now spend five minutes praising who I think is the second best player in the world, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, uh, what he just did in this Olympics was... Was Jordan-esque, was LeBron-esque, was when you have an alpha and a Superman, that's what they do. And and I do think this will help Kevin Durant's legacy now, I think completely, as a guy who, you know, we will bump him up even more from this, I, you know, even if he doesn't get another NBA title. What he did deserves to be recognized in this Olympics. Um, 30... Uh, Third Olympics, third gold medal. He led the team in scoring each of his three Olympics. He is now the all-time scoring leader for the U.S. men's Olympic team. He has, in the gold medal games for 2012, 2016, and now 2020, 30 points, 30 points, and 29 points. So he's the leading scorer, the go-to guy, Pressure on the line. And I will say this. You're, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, whatever. We're better than everyone else. We should win. Why are we praising Kevin Durant? Sometimes, and I do think this has to be said for Kevin Durant's two titles with the Warriors as well. Now, the third one, when they lost the Raptors, injuries, he didn't get a chance to really play. But in those moments, I do think this needs to be said about Kevin Durant. In those two championships against LeBron James, the best player in the world, second greatest basketball player of all time. And in these three Olympics, 2012, 2016, and 2020, when all the pressures on, when you know the media knows you're the best team, they knew the Warriors were, they knew the men's U.S. men's team were, the fans know that the Warriors are the best team, and we as fans know that the U.S. men's team is the best team. And everyone's penciling you in and expecting you to win an NBA championship with the Warriors or a gold medal. He stepped up to that pressure and single-handedly 
led the U.S. and those Warriors teams in those times against the best competition in the world and the best competition in the NBA. Now, I, 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 I also want to mention in the World Cup in that 2018 run, he was the, uh, or 20, 2014, he was the MVP of the World Cup and led the USA men's team. I think Kevin Durant should be on the pantheon of men's Olympic basketball. I think Kevin Durant should be on the Mount Rushmore of that. He did not have to show up to this Olympics. He did not. He could say, listen, like everyone else, like LeBron, like Steph, like James Harden, like Kyrie, like the other great NBA uh, basketball players who did not show up for Team USA, could have said, nah, let the young guys handle it, whatever. I've done my thing. I've got my two gold medals. I don't want to deal with COVID restrictions and no fans and blah, 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 a weird year. But he did. Showed up, and he led the team. And that he deserves a lot. Now, you're going to say to yourself, so why why doesn't he get the title of the greatest player uh, in the world right now, and I and I will I will go back to my my point I made for Giannis. NBA competition is still the best. Giannis did it in his building, and Kevin Durant, uh, you know, it was incredible in those games. But when you lose in a game seven in your home floor to a guy who then goes on to do what Giannis did, Giannis to me still deserves the title right now of the best player in the world. But Kevin Durant is right behind him. And, and it's only if you're making me choose. I mean, Kevin Durant and Giannis, I think, are now, you can easily say, the two best players playing basketball on the face of the earth right now. They're, they're playing at incredible levels. And, 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 and shout out and kudos to Kevin Durant for putting on the red, white, and blue, leading Team USA to the gold. I don't think they would have won gold without him. The rest team, Lillard just did not step up the way I thought Lillard would. Tatum was very good, but clearly... Jason Tatum is primed to be the guy in 2024 in Paris, and Tatum should be the guy in 2024. Kevin Durant could ride off in the sunset uh, unless he wants to just still be on the team to be kind of the Carmelo ante, just kind of go-to veteran score guy. We'll see where his career is at at that point in time. Uh, but he deserves a shout-out. He deserves the credit. Kevin Durant on the Mount Rushmore of Team USA men's basketball players in my opinion, with, uh, I would put up there as well, probably Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, and uh, maybe like a guy like David Robinson, who led the team in the early 80s, was part of the dream team, and came back in that 96 team as well, and was absolutely dominant and dominating people. Uh, you know, it's, it, 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 world basketball is different. Uh, Kevin Durant is built for the world game, he's built for the modern NBA game. And uh, he was absolutely tremendous uh, for Team USA. Kudos to the Slim Reaper. I wish he would embrace that nickname. It is the best nickname of all time. And the dude shot 50% from threes in his career in Olympic basketball. That's insane. And I get it. No one could guard him because he's Kevin Durant against, you know, guys with names you can't even pronounce from Slovenia. But still doing it when other guys have struggled you saw in the Olympics. Uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. When we come back, I want to give a shout-out to another Olympian. And then I want to quickly mention something to keep our eye on as training camps really get going, preseason gets going in earnest this next weekend. Live and local on America's in America's hometown of Hannibal, it's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. $69. Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO in the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Listen, it's simple. 
The complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. They live and breathe the Faith Family Giving Back motto. One of their sales guys, Team James, right now is doing a huge food drive for Quinata just because and giving away gift cards. So stop in there, drop off some food. You have a chance to win yourself like a $25 gift card at the Abbey and some of the other restaurants in town uh, just because they love living that giving back motto. It's no wonder uh, ever since I joined the Cunis family, I, I can't stop bragging about them. Can't stop raving about them. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're on the radio. You have to say that. I'm dead serious. It's the type of thing I wouldn't do a deal with them. I mean, I, I did the car deal with them, and it was immediately like, I, I want to preach this message for you because it really is an incredible, incredible place. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. To wrap up the show, Allison Felix deserves a ton of love this morning. Uh, it just broke early this morning as I was waking up. She won gold in the women's 4 by 400 relay. That now uh, gives her her 11th track and field medal for Team USA. She just passed the icon, the Mount Rushmore of Olympic athletes, Carl Lewis, for the most track and field medals from an Olympian. Shout out to Allison Felix. Represents our country so well. Uh, incredible stuff. Check her out this morning. Kudos to her. Uh, absolutely incredible. What she's doing at her age in her fourth Olympics, It's that is what the Olympics are all about. Incredible stories like Allison Felix. Look it on up. And I do want to shout out really quickly. I had, I had no idea, but the USA men's shot put team is like the most dominant shot put team of all time. I was watching, sitting up late watching shot put the other night. The guy won, we won back-to-back. Same guys won gold in 2016 and silver in 2016 for the USA men's, and they just did it again. And I think out of like like the 50-something medals that they've been given away in men's shot put, the USA has like 38 of them. <laughs> just dominant shot put. Just big guys shot putting heavy rocks. USA. Uh, finally, one of the things I want us to keep our eye on as we head into preseason action and as we head into the start of the NFL season, we have a huge litmus test, a huge uh, chance to really do some science with rookie quarterbacks. Uh, because this rookie quarterback class, the five first rounders, you're going to get the two first over, the two one and two overall picks. They're going to be starting for bad, bad franchises, franchises that historically have stunk and are don't have a ton of talent around them and new head coaches. Lawrence and Wilson for the Jags and the Jets. So we're going to get to really test the start your rookie quarterback right away versus the wait, sit, develop. Because the other three guys, Lance, Fields, and Jones, you're all hearing things out of camp that they could start. I don't think any three of them are going to start. But I think they will all get a chance to start sometime in time. And Lance, Field, and Jones are on teams that the Bears made the playoffs last year, playoff caliber team. The uh, the Niners were in the Super Bowl two years ago, had a ton of injuries, but have a ton of talent and an incredible head coach. And Mac Jones and the Patriots obviously win the wild card hunt last year, perennial playoffs, the greatest head coach of all time. And they said a ton of signings and coming back guys uh, from COVID. So we're going to get the real, like, hey, what do you do? This is kind of litmus test. The only, the only thing we're not getting is, in this litmus test for the rookie quarterbacks going into this 2021 season uh, is the fact that we don't have a rookie 
on a bad team that gets to sit. We have rookies on we have great rookies on a bad team starting. We have very good rookies on good teams waiting. We don't get a bad rookie uh, a, a good rookie on a bad team waiting to kind of test that litmus test. I guess you could argue the Bears maybe fit into that, but the Bears made the playoffs last year. They have a great roster. Do we know what the coaching staff's like? And, you know, all that to be said. I think it's just one of those things to keep an eye on because we're going to start to get footage of these guys playing in the NFL in the next week. How bleeping exciting is that? Remember, too, uh, the NFL preseason, only only three games this year because we got the 17-game regular season. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. All right. Uh, I want to give you a little preview by... And within the next two weeks, I will give you my complete predictions for the NFL going into this year. We're going to lean heavy in NFL talk over the next three weeks, and then we're off and running. NFL football is back. Thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning. However you may be listening, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Enjoy this gorgeous day. I know I will. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. $69 down on 